This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. YouTube's content ID system, while it sucks for all of us, uh, is a actual system. Then, you know, Meta, um, AKA Facebook and Instagram decides we're gonna have a system too, um, but the difference is we're not gonna tell anybody how to use it. The bride when I was a wedding filmmaker or the client when I was in advertising that I wanted was the client that wanted to create their own moment. When three or 400 people watch this film and it's the first time they have heard of this artist and that song, you just created a moment for them that you couldn't have created if you used a Beyonce song. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. We have, again, an amazing episode today. We have Daniel, co-founder of The Music Bed on today, so it should be a really great episode. We're gonna be talking about the challenges of music in general in a TikTok and Instagram uh, reels kind of world. And then also specifically about maybe some of the challenges that music bed and just some music group software, um, and, and music groups are having. These yeah. Days. Especially right now, a lot of you guys are struggling with, you know, having your songs flagged, all that junk. So we're going to get into that with Daniel today. Yep. We are going to get into the heavy, but before we start, we wanted to announce that wedding film school live is back. I think we are on our fourth episode at this point. Third, I don't know. Uh, third, fourth, somewhere around there. But we're doing that every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is where you can have your wedding films reviewed and uh, have maybe a little bit of constructive criticism. You can just go on there and chat and just insult a wedding filmmaker yeah. the whole time. Do whatever you want. You know, we don't judge. We will judge. But I haven't uh, I haven't restricted. Well, I only restrict the spammers. I haven't restricted anyone yet. No yeah, one's said yeah. anything mean enough yet. Uh, only nice people are allowed in wedding film school. It seems so. like mostly only nice people go. It's really weird, actually, how many just good, positive people. I'm definitely the meanest person at any given time. Yeah. <laughs> the meanest people attract the nicest people, apparently. So. Um, but yeah, go on. If you want to have your film reviewed specifically, make sure that you're going on to uh, our YouTube channel, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Go on to YouTube.com if you couldn't find it on Google. <laughs> if you don't know where the, Have you ever never heard of the uh, website YouTube? Yeah, and, and at the top of Wedding Film School's YouTube page, you want to first hit subscribe, then you want to hit join, and what that's going to allow you to do is become a subscriber to the Wedding Film School channel. Uh, which essentially gives a you member. priority. A, a member. member, Jared. Sorry, you can be a, become a member of Wedding Film School um, and specifically have your film thrown to the top of the pile of weddings that we review every single week. Yes. Um, so make sure you're doing that. And then also, if you're looking for Thank this show. Thank you for our show, members, by the way. Yeah. If you're looking for this show specifically, uh, the Wedding Film School show, you'll notice on our YouTube channel that we actually took it down and we put it on a separate channel. So you'll want to go to the Wedding Film School show on YouTube and join there as well. Um, Picking and, up steam. We need a few more of you guys over there. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, lastly, last week, uh, we talked about um, uh, about wedding recessions, potentially. Yeah, hopefully and, that was enjoyable. If you didn't get a chance to listen, check out our episode about just is the wedding industry recession proof. Right. And so we did that, and we actually opened up a coaching session called the Rainy Day Coaching Session, which you can actually find on our website if you want to have a coaching session by Jason 
uh, to talk through your business plan to see if your business is recession proof. Uh, that's where you're going to want to do that. We're doing a special right now. $250 gets you in and uh, gets you a, is it a 60 minute? So an hour long, we're going to talk, hopefully just business health in general. And then, you know, what would happen if you had a massive reduction in leads and kind of just, I, I just, it's not, I'm not necessarily like, I would like to solve all your problems. I would like to give you a bunch of things, but what is most important to me is that you're not caught flat-footed, that you kind of have a sense of where you are and what would happen if something like a recession, but it's not just recession. I think it really is any time, any kind of a threat or reduction in kind of interest in your business that isn't necessarily caused by your work, or I think that's what we're interested in exploring. That is it. So without further ado, why don't we hop into today's topic, Jay? Yes. Um, we have Daniel on today. And what specifically, you know, what was some of the reasons why you wanted to have our guy on today? I mean, I think more than anything, what uh, we, we always talk to the music bed. They're good partners of the channel. Obviously, we use them for our wedding film business. So I have a lot of intimacy. We, you know, we've used them for a long time. So that's part of it is like they're just part of the music. They're just part of the wedding filmmaking landscape. Like I, I think more than any music licensing brand, I think they have something to say to wedding filmmakers and, and they've shaped the industry in a lot of ways. The other thing is there's been a little bit of a shakeup lately caused, I think primarily, and we'll find out, but I think primarily caused by um, the social media companies, specifically Meta. Um, but there's just been a lot of issues when it comes to people getting their songs removed. And we were talking, I was like, we should come on, we should talk about it. We should just, I want to give you a voice so you can talk to wedding filmmakers about the issues that they're having. There's also issues with song licensing and even just the price of licensing and why why does it cost so much why is wedding why is music bed more expensive than maybe some of the other competitors so we want to kind of get into how it works why it's essential and then kind of hear some of the vision behind why music bed cares about wedding filmmakers so much so yep so i'm pretty excited as well uh this is the first time that we've had daniel on uh the wedding film school show we wanted to have him on uh, i think in 2020 uh february march of 2020 but something uh, big happened in the world that affected everyone's businesses. And uh, your first guest in yeah. this new studio, Jared. It is our first guest. So uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, head right in. So, hey, Daniel, how are you doing today? Doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the Wedding Film School show. Uh, we're ready to talk to wedding filmmakers about one of, I think, th this topic that I'm going to lead with, I think is one of the most important and most relevant and it's just been a question burning in my mind with music bed for a really long time. But what led to removing the from music bed? <laughs> Cause I just can't call it music. Bed. Oh, I just the? Call it the music bed is what I call it every time. And all the old school guys, the Ray Roman. Well, I was about, dude, I was about to say thank you. Cause if you, if that's if that's a real thing, then that means you were like, you're like, OG. I'm a very oh OG. We, 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 we bought in. I think the first month you guys came online. We were I talking love about. Was Thank it, you. Was it 2013? I think it was 2013 where we started using you guys. When, when did you guys? Yeah. Come so online? we. I mean, we launched in like 12. So okay, So if right. you call us TMB, then you're like real OG. Yes. If you call us the Music Bed, then you came around circa like 2013. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's us. Yeah. yeah that's, that's us. us. And uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, we wanted to be Music Bed from day one, but we couldn't afford the domain name. Yes. And so what we could afford was the Music Bed, and then. When we launched, we had this, you know, terrible like TMB kind of like icon logo thing. 
And so then everyone just started calling us TMB. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, that was not the goal. You know, we don't want to be TMB. So then we got rid of that. And then eventually we could afford the domain. And so we went straight music bed. But you know what? Like, say, do what feels right to you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, you whatever feels right. <laughs> the music bed is what we always call it for us. Um, I, I kind of think that's the music bed. You are the music bed, right? So it's not technically incorrect. So speaking of big changes, um, Jared kind of had a question that I think is is something. Actually, why don't we tell him about uh, what year are you going to give him? What when we first started using? No, music when bed? when we got the high price. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> when we first started using Musicbed, it, it really just became a part of our process. Like we started in 2010, we first started using Musicbed back in 2013, and um, and it just kind of became a part of our process. And as we grew our business, we we're like, man, we're spending a lot of money every single year on you know music licensing, but you know, kind of like cost of doing business. We're using great songs. This is all great. Uh, but one of the funny things I hear people just getting into the you know wedding filmmaking industry is like. Uh, you know, oh man, licensed music is so expensive. Can you believe? Or like music the bed, they're the expensive ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the funny thing is, is like kids will come up and be like, oh, it's so expensive now. Uh, what year did you guys switch over? Was it like 2017, roughly right around to there? subscription to subscription model? Yeah. Yeah. About, about 17. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and I just think it's funny. Cause I think at one time we were spending like like probably thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, we spent thirteen grand one year on music licenses on the music. Bed. And so when it when it got, went to subscription model, I was like, oh my god, we can give ourselves a huge bonus this year. <laughs> this is phenomenal. yeah, and we knew like you know, I mean, that was the big conversation was like there was going to be a handful of people like you guys that we lost money on. Right, right, straight right. up. It was like there's a bunch of power users, and this is a great deal for them, which is phenomenal. Um. But yeah, I mean, if you were do if you're doing a hundred, you know, if you were doing fifty weddings in a year and you're using three, four songs and they're fifty dollars a pop, I mean, and then you add a couple of like maybe brand productions in there. Yep. I mean, you're you're getting up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Even yeah, the, like you said, the person that's doing, I, if you're doing fifty weddings a year, two songs, that's a hundred songs at fifty bucks a pop. That's five grand. So like your subscription right. now is like literally a fraction of that like 20 percent of that well 30 percent of that it's like madness. kind of what drove you maybe to make that change so we were seeing i mean we were feeling the pressure from competitors in the market of like it felt hindsight's 2020 i would do it differently now but we don't talk about that because you can't you know but i think we were feeling the pressure of everyone just being like it's just you know this is just what you have to do it's what we expect um, I think now we've seen so many people go to competitors and come back for the quality that I think may, we probably made more of a knee-jerk reaction than we should have, um, transparently. Like, I think you start seeing clients that you love and value that have been, you know, buying music from you for a long time, just kind of like, nah, we're going to go do this other like cheap subscription option. And you're like, you know, you see enough of those over like a two or three month span. You're like, man, we got to do, we got to fix this, you know, fast forward 24 months. And then, you know, more than half of them are like, yeah, you kind of like, we're back. You we know? used like all the we, songs on the entire other show. Yeah. Service. And so I think we, we really probably didn't let it sit long enough, but, um, you know, but I mean, I start like I started my career as a wedding filmmaker, what like wedding photographer, wedding filmmaker. So I think there was a lot of empathy there for 
what that life was like and what that business was like and the budgets that you're on. And so, um, you know, so it felt like, and then, you know, and then it's also just this kind of growing YouTuber market um, and realizing that like a 21 year old kid just that just got their first camera that's starting their YouTube channels, like they're not dropping a hundred bucks on us. Like they're just not going to do it. And so trying to meet everybody where they're at um, and kind of in the right budget range. So, I mean, it's been successful for us. It's grown. So I, I wouldn't say it was the wrong decision because it's definitely been very successful and is growing. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for power users like yourselves, it definitely was a savings. I mean, we just to put it in perspective now, we're shooting about 220 weddings. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are really getting great bang for your buck there. <laughs> we love it. It's phenomenal. We would be like, we would have like a $60,000 bill to you. And <laughs> but the thing about it is, and this is, I think, where I want to go with this if you wouldn't have changed it, we would have maybe built in prices a little different in our own packages, but I would have never, ever regretted sending you that 60K. And I think it really comes down to one of my biggest rubs with artists is artists are all about the value of their art until someone else is selling you art. <laughs> right. So, so why don't we talk a little bit about like the artists that are on this site, the people who are, you know, you're making money, but they're making money. How does that really work? Just to, I want to give some wedding filmmakers a little empathy for where their money goes because obviously you're making money but also these artists who are just like them making art selling art they're making money how does that really work if you don't mind kind of talking us through like yeah the artist i mean relationship? It's, it's very simple um they all the deals we have with artists are in their favor so they're they're making um at least 50 percent of of every deal um, so like a lot of our competitors are buyout libraries, meaning that the music is purchased up front and the artist doesn't ever receive a royalty again, or they're like kind of really unfavorable to artists. Um, we knew going into it that the 50, 50 model was where we wanted to be at that's minimum. Cool. Um, you know, but, but that's really it. So, you know, you I mean, you spend $50 on a song or hundred dollars on a song and, and that money is getting split with the artists and paid out that month. And it's super transparent with them. Um, and a lot of these artists, it's, it's a big part of, and we represent bigger artists now. And so for some of our artists, like it's not, it's not, uh, you know, as it doesn't, it's not as, I wouldn't say not that it's not meaningful, but like, you know, if they're touring arenas, like, okay, cool. You know, but it's like a, a lot of artists segment. That we, yeah, it's nice. But for a lot of our artists that we sign early on as they're emerging or as they're kind of coming onto the scene, like it is really what keeps them going, you know, like, especially during COVID um, when they couldn't tour and really had no other opportunity to make money. It was, it was pretty massive uh, how we were able to keep a lot, a lot of artists afloat, you know, for 18 to 24 months. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's really cool. Um, it's definitely been a weird couple of years for wedding filmmakers for sure. Like what Jay and I have been talking about it a lot lately. Like, and I don't know what it is now that we're like up and running again as wedding filmmakers, we're, we're doing a full slate of weddings last year, this year. It just seems like people are way more picky about music. It's a weird thing that we're just experiencing. That makes me like feel happy. Our clients. Right, our clients, right. Our clients. Um, and so it's kind of been a weird thing this year uh, where a lot of people are like, 
why can't I use a Beyonce song in my wedding film? It doesn't make any sense to me. What if we keep it private? And it's TikTok, we- man. Right, right, right. That's because they're using that music in all their social media posts. So like, why not this? Right, right, exactly. And that, yeah. that's, that's the thought. So like, kind of help us wedding filmmakers a little bit, like explain to a bride music licensing. I'm just thinking about like, I have music, my sales Music process. licensing for dummies. Yeah, music <laughs> licensing. I have my sales process. I think it's hard for a lot of wedding filmmakers to just explain to your layperson who's not in the industry this is the first time they've ever heard of it because of TikTok. They're well, like, yeah. I don't understand. But why we used to it. say it's stealing and that worked, but now they're using it in TikTok. So it doesn't really work anymore. Right, right. So how, how would you explain to someone like a bride what music licensing is and why they can't use a Beyonce song in their wedding film? Yeah, that's complicated. That is complicated. I think explaining anything to a bride is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I hope a bunch of brides don't watch your... I don't think we have a huge bride audience. Listen, I used to have them. So, you know, I I think the hard part is, is like, okay, what we're creating is a new piece of art. And anytime you're using someone else's piece of art and your new piece of art, we have to go ask them permission for it. And so the reason you're able to do it on TikTok is because Beyonce's record label gave mass permission to the public to use those songs in your public use, you know, your personal whatever use. When we're doing it and you're paying me for it, you know, like you can use a Beyonce song if you have her cell phone number and she says yes. Like that's all you have to do. All we you can have say to do, that to them maybe. Why don't you text I mean, Beyonce? Literally, like all you have to do is all you have to do is email the record label, talk to the sync person, like talk to the attorney, get the master and publishing rights. Like as long as everyone says yes and signs the document, you are good to go with yeah. Beyonce. Um that to me is what music bed solved. Right. Which is like, that's the world. I mean, the world that we were in when we were wedding filmmakers is like, we were doing that, you know, like we were emailing labels and emailing band managers and like, Hey, will you sign this? And will you sign this? And it was such a stinking hustle just to like use a remotely cool song. And, uh, and we were like, this is dumb. We should do this for everybody. Like, let's just do it once and for all with like, let's find bands that are cool music. That's cool. Get them to agree to this for everybody. And you know, that is where, that's ultimately where music bed was born. So I still think it doesn't solve the problem. Like, cause most, you say that to most brides and they're going to look at you and be like, yeah, I don't get it. Well, and there's like, always someone willing to do something wrong. There's always someone willing to break the law or right. something. Like right. That, which so. is like, well, like, why don't we just do it? And like, if uh, they take it down, then like, you know, it's on me. Right. It's like, right. Ah, not really. It's I, kind of on me. I but. can't imagine, man. I can't imagine the wedding industry now without something like the music bed coming mm-hmm. along. Like, Jay and I, back in 2013, we were like, there was this other wedding filmmaker that we really loved, but they were actually making their own music for their wedding film. Was it Kana? And Kana, the Kana family. And, and I was like, do we have to start doing that? Jason's pretty <laughs> musical. Like he you know, plays <laughs> instruments. Are we going to have to start doing this in our wedding films? And then we just have to charge $30,000 for each wedding film or well, whatever. I, I think it's really like, about like, thing going? how much is art worth? Right. Like we're, that's what we're always negotiating in a public space. Is like, what is public art? What is commercial art? Right. When do you cross that line? I feel like Music Bed has been a beautiful, you know, like when you look at like Warhol and guys like that, that always played with the idea of pop art. And they were like, is pop art actually not? No, it actually is really valuable. Like, because it's what people have in their homes. And I think like Music Bed, here's what, this is the way I always think about it. And I, Music Bed, but particularly, but maybe some other involved in the space. 
but music licensing in general has allowed couples to have their own song. Yes. Like, that's what I love. It's like, it's such pure art. It's personal. And, and like, I always tell people like, fine, you can use that song from that movie, but that's that movie. No one's going to watch that song when they listen to Still Falling For You by Ellie Goulding and for one second not think about Bridget Jones' baby. They're going to immediately think about... <laughs> they're yeah. not going to think about you. They're going to think about Bridget Jones' baby and Music well, Bed gives them that. It's funny because I think like we... Ben Rector was in town the other day. <laughs> ben Rector. And a couple of us went to the show, you know, and he goes to play a song and before he, before he played one of his songs, he talks about how... Like, like literally has the audience, like, raise your hand if this song was in your, you know, wedding video or a part of the puzzle <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, you know, this whole, and it's like, of course, you know, it's like, and I, and I think that's kind of what, I mean, I came out of advertising, like I did wedding filmmaking and then we did advertising. And, and so for me, there will always be the people that want to use like whatever top 40 song. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. Like the, the, the. The bride when I was a wedding filmmaker or the client when I was in advertising that I wanted was the client that wanted to create their own moment. Mm -hmm. Like I want to create a moment, which meant I have like what you're saying, like I have to take a song that no one's heard before and I'm going to like, you know, so that for me was like, especially on the brand side was being able to pair a brand to a song, like an ad to a song and then bring it to the public. And now... Now your first interaction with that song is paired to the memory of that brand. Yes. Which is like unbelievably totally. powerful. So like for me, for a bride and groom is like when three or 400 people watch this film and it's the first time they have heard of this artist and that song, you just created a moment for them that you couldn't have created if you used a Beyonce song. Yep. Like it I, just, it is what it is. That's hundred so, percent how I feel. And yeah. we've always said that. I, so I always find that's the thing. Cause I, I do a lot of our sales and, and I find that's the thing that kind of like flicks the light bulb off. And a lot of people's mind is like, you know, when you're walking through the mall three years after your wedding and you hear the song that's in your wedding film that you've never heard anywhere else, but it's like playing in the background, you pick up on it and you think about your wedding. Like that's really mm-hmm. special to people. And like, I explain that to them next. They're like, you know what? That is really cool. Even the person that's just like, I want a Beyonce song or Coldplay or whoever. Like, uh, I think that's a really special aspect of, um, you know, what you guys do for sure. So Daniel, um, I was going to kind of like, you've kind of referenced this in a bunch of different ways, especially as an ex wedding filmmaker. So I, I maybe know the answer a little bit, but when you guys started, like, were you, were you like expecting wedding filmmaking to be such a big part of your story as a brand or like, or was it kind of like a little bit of a surprise that it just immediately exploded with wedding filmmakers? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, we started tart, like that was our market. The, I mean, the original market was wedding filmmakers and we knew that it was going to get, go beyond that. And my kind of hypothesis was, that, and this was really before, like, this was before, like, YouTube creator was, like, not even a coin term, yeah. right? So, this is before that, that, this was before that was an avenue to start your filmmaking career. My personal opinion was, like, me and everyone I knew that started some sort of filmmaking career without going to film school was, like, shooting passion projects and shooting weddings for money on the side. And my hypothesis was, that some people 
will love this and make a career out of it. And some people will continue to grow and move on to do other filmmaking things. Maybe they start a production company, maybe they make movies, maybe whatever. And so I always viewed it as like, I, I mean, I, I have this really high value. You can ask anyone on our team, like I have this very high value for wedding filmmakers because I believe that it's kind of the beginning of the rest of their filmmaking career for so many of them. And so I always felt like, hey, you know what? Let's do everything we can for the wedding filmmaker. Let's be there for them. Let's curate great playlists. And you know, some of them, like you guys, will go on to make a very successful business doing just this. And some of them will go shoot, you know, Nike ads or whatever it is, and they'll they'll bring us with them. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it was. You know, now there's kind of the other, like I said, like now there's like other avenues, you know, like, oh, they started as a YouTube creator or they started as whatever. But like, really, if you go back to 2011, it's like if you had a camera and you were 21 and you were trying to make money, like you were filming your friend's wedding, you know, like that's kind of how you got started. Yeah. I mean, we a do, lo- a lo- for a lot of people, we do commercial, we do YouTube, we do weddings. So we use you guys for every single part of our business life. Yeah. You know, it's like, I always tell people the first thing we bought was Vimeo. The second thing we bought was Musicbed. Like, I'm very nostalgic about Musicbed. Like, when I think about Musicbed, I'd like, I, if I never used you again, I would have a hard time canceling you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I don't really ever want to be canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, cause it's like, it's nostalgic to me. Like, it, what it means to me as a wedding, when I think wedding films, I think Musicbed. Like, that's my association as an artist and as a creator is like, it was part of my journey. It was like the first time I ever thought like it changed how I viewed what I could create, you know, as a musician is also. And as a, have you ever gone to a show of a music bed artist? Not so I've been to people Copeland. who wasn't Copeland. On no, the, Copeland was on never there. on there. Um, no, but, Yes. Look, he knows the roster so well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> um, no, I have. Um, not like, for I've never seen Ben Rector or anyone like that. Oh, you need to go. But, it's a great show. But no, Love Drug, that's the band I was Love Drug, I've Love seen. Drug was on Love there. Drug, I've yeah. Seen, I've seen Love Drug back then. I've definitely been to, I mean, I've been to hundreds of concerts. Yeah. So, and I'm always like, oh, they're on there. And I mean, that's a whole thing about music band yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is it's good. It's just always got something for you and i i think music bed also has the best balance of flexibility but also guided experience so it's hard to screw up like if you just went on the page and just clicked on the top 20 popular songs you could be a wedding filmmaker right you know versus you know you want to dig a little bit you want to use the tools um i always tell people you want to really get good at wedding filmmaking learn how to use the filters in music bed and learn to use them the right way and not just click on mood. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, yeah. You can find some deep, deep cuts, some deep finds in there that yep. are, you know, that kind of blow me away sometimes when I hear them. Um, so I was going to ask you, you know, I think a lot of people are like, you kind of, we've alluded a little bit to getting art, the artists on music bed, but like, how do you, how do you find all these people? Like, like, did you just like f- listen to chapters and then tell us like, hey, were you, your, your music is pretty good. It's probably going to be in one out of every five wedding films. Like, come on over here. Like, how does an artist get onboarded to music bed? So, so my co-founder, Nick, um, is who originally started doing all of it. 
and then now has a big team doing it. If I go all the way back to like when we were shooting weddings, um, you know, he would always kind of curate me a playlist of songs to choose from. So it's like, I would, you know, we would go shoot. He was always like project management, um, just like execution, phenomenal. And I would go to edit and I would like, you know, he'd shoot me a playlist of like, hey, here's 20 songs to pick from, you know, at the time, of course, all illegal because uh, there was no good options, you know? So it's like, here's like Future of Forestry and, you know, whatever. I mean, I remember back in, this is like 2000, you know, nine, 10. And uh, so he just was like always phenomenal at, at like knowing kind of the treatment look kind of brief of the project and then scouting this music from artists I'd never even heard of and then putting together like here's 15 or 20 songs that you know you should pick from and I never had a problem and so then it's like you're launching music but I'm like hey can you do this but like on mass scale right I mean so we really started just going down the list of all of the artists he had been curating for years already on behalf of us and I think there's a unique he has a really unique and has and has we've built a team around this of this unique ability to find great artists that were made for film. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. we talk about it all the time internally, you know, you know it when you hear it, et cetera. But there's like this, like not every good song is a good song for a movie. You well, know? that's what like, we tell brides like, all the time too. Do what? That's what we tell brides all the time. It's like, it yeah. might, you might like the song, but it might suck for editing. Yeah. Right. And so that's really like, they, um, they spend so much time you know, you, you guys know it. Like you, you hear a song and a scene starts playing in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, dude, this would be great for like this moment, you know? So I think it's, it's really about curating down. And, and that, like what you said earlier is, is what we're going for, which is literally if you played Music Bed Roulette and you cannot lose, you know, I mean, that's what we're going for is like we want the roster to be so curated that you literally can't lose. You can only get better, you know? Like if you learn how to really dig deep and really, really find this like perfect tone and emotion for your film. Like it can take it to the next level, but like you can't really screw up, you know? Um, so yeah. yeah, so so Nick and his team is like, you know, and they're out signing artists and managers and labels all the time and yeah. continue to, you know, I mean, it's like continue to get, not get lazy, you know? Like we're always trying to find what's next. Like TikTok has been a big thing for us recently, which is like you have... It's new, you know, it's, it's the last two or three years, like you have all these artists just like blowing up on TikTok. It's like, where'd they come from? TikTok. Like, where did that song come from? TikTok. You're like, my gosh, you know? So like, we're, they're really having to stay on their game, even socially, making sure that we're, you know, that we're still curating the best of the best from multiple channels. So we, uh, we're at a stage in our, our uh, business now where, you know, we have a few editors that are just cranking out films and you know collectively we go through and create our own kind of like curated libraries in the off season uh but my lead editor caleb and i were like hey this one's kind of a little bit different like it's a little we can do something a little bit special we literally sat down yesterday and found music probably five or six songs for this one probably like 15 minute film um probably within 15 minutes we, we went through that's how easy kind of searching and like kind of what you said is like the roulette of like that works. That's exactly what we're going for. Look for a little bit of this. Like, I think I want it to feel a little bit more kind of upbeat at this part. And, and it was just so easy to go through. And I remember back in the day when we first started, um, and I think it's one of the perks of what the music bed is, is just like, you would spend so much time 
looking for music. Like that was a huge part of our, our this, process. I'll, like, I'll nerd myself in front of everyone. Like for me, BPM key. BPM key. If you have right. BPM key, that you can edit so much faster. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to be like, or maybe you want to be like, I'm going to do a quarter speed thing, switch shift. You know, all your vibes can see, you can seem getting good seams on your edit, merging songs together, the instrumental and the non instrumental version, cutting in. Well, and so out. you're, you're like, you're slightly musical, right? Yes, I'm a musician. S- yeah, so okay, so there's things that you understand. We've been talking about um, like compatible keys, mm-hmm. which yes. is not what you would not what you would call it if you were a musician. But as a filmmaker, you know, talking like okay, if if, if you know this song is in the key of C, like you don't necessarily have to go to another song that's in the key of C. No, nope. mm. but but there's other keys that key work with you, and like yeah, like you can understand that. But not every filmmaker like. But if you want to, like, you can do it, and that's what I love. As yeah. an artist, it's rewarding my artistry. It's yeah, but see, what me. I want to be able to do for the filmmaker is say that, okay, I, this is the song that is going to kind of like, this is the moment, right? Here's a 15-minute film. Yep. I found like the songs, three and a half minutes long. This is the song that it, you know, is going to be at the climax of the entire film. Okay, well, that song is in the key of C. So now come back and use that song as a base of your search and look for compatible keys. Mm. So now like you can build the rest of your film around that song more easily. Like it's stuff right. that you can probably do as a musician that a lot of our filmmakers don't know how to do that. So we're trying to, you know, we're building some tools right now to make it easier. But it, that's really amazing. Cool. That's really amazing. Cool. Compatible, you know, even like, like a song suggestion, all that junk. It's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Elephant in the Room. Last couple months, I think there's been a couple things with music. This is not just music bed. I think it's been a, the internet. And then, so music bed changed their licensing. Like, uh, I think like 11 times style in the last four months. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but like it changed a bunch of like, you get a film, you can download it with the, out the watermark. Now you can't, then you have to license it to download it, yeah. all this stuff. Um, and then also there's been the looming specter of the fact that, of course, these social media platforms don't give a flip about us or the music bed or anyone licensing images, and they have a deal with another publisher, so they're incentivized to let that stuff fly and not us. Yeah. What are those related at all? Like, does the changes you made to the licensing process related to trying to solve problems with how things are released into the wild? Or are they just totally unrelated, and you're just working on those? They kind are of unrelated, but so like you know, YouTube, YouTube's. We'll start with YouTube because it's easy. YouTube's content ID system, while it sucks for all of us, uh, is a actual system. Yeah. Right. Which we have like, great. We develop software to tie into that. Like you have sync ID, it works. Um, then, you know, M- Meta, um, AKA Facebook and Instagram decides we're going to have a system too. Um, but the difference is, we're not going to tell anybody how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so anybody. Like everything with Meta? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they, they really kind of screwed everybody. I mean, they, they screwed everybody. Like it's not just wedding filmmakers. It's not just us. It's any record label. It's, any, it's just kind of like, and it's kind of the same, the same flagging system they used to have, which is like if we flag it, you know, fill out this form. And let us know you have a license and then like we'll get back to you. We'll but destroy now, the initial deployment of your thing. Yeah, it's 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 miserable, right? So like we have we have two or three different partners 
um, AdRev, you know, there's some, there's some like really good partners in the space that are already working with them to solve this. Um, but it's not going, I mean, it's, it's going to just be a little bit of like the thorn in our flesh for probably, can I just, not that you need, not that you need my advice or anyone needs my advice, but I see the problem with social is like the fact that they want you to do every single thing about all your content in the post. And so there's nowhere to do any backend work. So right. like, like, I don't know why yeah. they don't just have like a, if you're going to give me a business profile, give me a business style post. Let me, right. let me post meta in the backend because you're called meta. So give me some meta tagging or something I can do with some kind of API or whatever it is to link in to these. I, I don't understand. Like I've always felt this way about Instagram. Like the fact that you can't hit enter. Because of their just obsession with the way that their stinking, stupid feed that no one looks at anymore, by the way, is displayed. Right. It's yeah. like, I know they so don't as, want as all soon those. As we get, I mean, as soon as we get APIs right into, like, I, I, I will say this, like, we'll get access as soon, if not sooner than anybody else, right? So, like, we're already mm. playing the game where we're talking to the right people. As soon as the technology exists to have access, then, like all of Meta's platforms will be included in your Are you telling game. me they didn't release a public API before they made a big change? I know, it sounds... I mean, I feel like this is a rhetorical <laughs> question. I, I don't know. You're well, trolling no, I'm just, me. I'm saying but it no, for there's audience. definitely no API. That's ridiculous. No <laughs> like, API. So the, the thing is, is like, and we realize that, which is, you know, uh, we'll fight on your behalf. You know, like we'll go haunt them down. Like we'll do all the things. It's... Um, you know, we have a team dedicated to the fact that we realize that things outside of our control make it complicated for our users. And, you know, a big theme around our office is just because it's complicated for us doesn't mean it should be complicated for them. And so the way we see it is like our job is to make your job easy, um, even if it means manual work for us. And so, you know, we kind of live with the fact that we're trying to automate that as quickly as we can. Um, but we're doing it a little blindfolded right now. Now, the second question that you asked about watermarked previews um, or downloading them easily. So, you know, that was, I would say that that was a mistake, by the way. And so there's a lot of users that never even experienced that mistake because I think it went away in about like 10 days. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people probably even listening to this would be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But when we launched the company in 2012, we knew that we had a set of hurdles that we were always going to have to deal with, which was that we were going after real musicians. We were signing deals with real record labels. We were doing licenses with copyrighted material. Um, and, you know, and we had competitors that were royalty-free and owned it all. And, you know, and it was like, well, I, as a filmmaker, want to use good music in my film. So this feels like the only path forward for us and we're going to have to figure out how to fix all these problems. And so when we, um, so throughout that process, you know, there's content ID, we had to create sync ID. Now we have the meta issues, et cetera. One of the things about that though, is when you're signing real record labels and real touring artists is like, they want transparent re reporting. They want to know when their song is being used. They want to know where it's being used and they get those reports at the end of every month. And so what was happening inside of our subscription is, um, unlike you guys, 
we would have a lot of people download 50 unwatermarked previews, never log a license. And then, you know, then some, one of our artists comes to us or their manager is like, Hey, uh, this, I saw this video. I looked at my report, like that song never got licensed. Uh, we're like, ah, uh, let us look into it. Okay. That they do have a subscription, you know? So then you reach out and they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that I had to license that. I thought I did have, you know, so in our really smart brains, it was like, Hey, listen, let's just, let's just lock down the previews so they can only get watermarked. And if they actually want to use the song, then they can get their unwatermarked and log it. And like, this will solve all of those problems. By the way, I totally understood that when you did it. And I was like, this is what they're probably trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that was the goal. What we, what we realized really was, again, back to what I said a second ago, like we put our problems on the filmmaker, which is never our goal. Our goal is make your lives easier. We deal with the problems. And what we kind of said was like, hey, let's just make this the filmmaker's problem. And they'll just have to log every use and whatever. And, uh, and we did that. And then everyone's like, this is stupid. Like, I, I don't, you know, for all the reasons, right? Like, I don't know what song I'm going to use. I don't want to submit a song with a watermark to my client. Like, I'm going to download 10 and I'm only going to use two. And, uh, you know, I think our team, it was what you don't see behind the scenes is how good that process was for our team. Because our team got on the phone with clients and started emailing back and forth and really realized, like, this is our fault. You know, like this is our problem. Like we need to meet them where they're at. They need unwatermarked, unwatermarked previews. So if we need them to log their license, then it's our problem to make that easy for them and to make it feel really seamless. And so that's kind of where, you know, we made the shift back to allowing all subscribers unwatermarked access. And then we're trying to just make it easy to gather songs in a project, see what you've downloaded, and then just click one button if you want to log it. Um, which makes everybody happy and gets, makes sure that the artist gets paid. That's one and of that's my the, big, my biggest like questions to you is cause I've done this to you a couple of times. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if this is good, but I, this, like, I would be like, I put everything in a project. I would forget the songs I actually used and didn't use. So I'd be like, I don't know. This says like 15 songs and I would just license them up. <laughs> Yeah, which is, you know, I mean, it, so yeah, I mean, it reduces the, the rate of the artist is getting paid, you know? Yes. Um, but I mean, it's a big payout that goes out every month, right? So it's not, uh, but that's, you know, a lot of our competitors are just kind of like, it's a big pool and like, uh, we just kind of divvy it up. You know, it's kind of very socialist. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone just gets the same amount, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and we're like, nah, I mean, if we have one artist that released a song that was perfect for weddings at the beginning of wedding season and just dominates like they need to be paid for that yeah. and so that's that's really the reason why you're logging is not us because yes. truthfully i don't care right it i mean the reason you're logging is so that the musician that made the song gets paid yeah and it's and artist so, to artists like we have to show love to these people so that's why i always try to remind you is like they're artists i'm artists i wouldn't want someone stealing my work and making a wedding film out of it and also if i did a good job i'd want to get paid and so i totally get that so you brought something up, popular songs that are made for weddings. And one of the songs we love around here is White Dress. By Ben Rector. White, it's, it's a you're ben talking about White Dress, Ben Rector, White yeah, Dress, yeah. like old school? Yeah. Old school, White Dress, Ben Rector. So one of the things we want to do at Wedding Film School is we want to do the White Dress Challenge. 
where <laughs> I'm going to tell wedding filmmakers, you have to only use this one song. You can be creative with it. You can mix it with other things, whatever, but you have to edit to the white dress. And we're going to do the white dress because it's like, it's so iconic yeah. in wedding filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Like, there was probably like that season or two seasons, but still to this day, like we had a bright ass for it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a lot of them just discovered it, mm -hmm. right? Or like went to a show or something, they heard it for the first time and they're like, oh, and we're like, y'all, we've been doing this since 14, please. Stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's like, that is the, like w when you said song that's perfect for weddings, I'm thinking like, could that song exist outside of weddings? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like clearly someone likes Ben Rector and they like the song, but it's like, I cannot unkick, I cannot remove it from wedding films. Oh no. Yeah in my brain it's like un inextricable um so hey man i know you got to be somewhere and i really appreciate your time here J jared you have any last kind of second questions you want to throw daniel's way no man no thank you so much for coming on daniel it's been uh it's been great chatting and uh yeah just kind of hearing a little bit about you guys story and what's going over uh, going on over at the music bed um this has been awesome man yeah yeah thank you for having me anything you want to say to wedding filmmakers as we're on our way out the door oh man i mean we Thank you. You know, I, I still see it. I don't, I mean, we, you know, we've grown and more than 50% of our revenue is advertising and TV and film. And, and I think, and I, and hopefully it all continues to grow for me though. Still, I like, I don't really care how small percentage wise wedding films becomes of our revenue. It's like, for me, it was kind of my first love as a, as a business owner, creative, and I still just, I just believe, like I believe in, I believe in these young people creating businesses, doing this, learning the trade, learning the craft. And uh, so it's just like, a, it's a really important, you know, section of our business that we'll always continue to make sure we prioritize. Yeah, that's, that's really great to hear. And we always say it too, is like, I, uh, we have nine employees, I think we're not, not ginormous, but big for a wedding film company. And I'm always like, it's not about that they're making this crazy film or doing this amazing, like what some people would consider to be amazing expressions. It's about like you work in the arts, what right. a dream. You work in the arts. You're not working at a department store. You're working in the yeah. arts. They're like in such a tiny little minute part. And it's like wedding films and music bed are such a big part of working in the arts for so many people and not having to go work at Walmart or some cubicle job. And I think like, I can hear the heart, man. I really appreciate it. And, and you know, we that's our goal is wedding film school. That's my goal with my companies. I want to keep you in the arts. I want you to fall in love with image making. So. I love it. Thank you all for having me. Thanks, man. Have Good a great day. day.